Alright, what's up? Welcome to uh, welcome to episode 2 of the Bughead Podcast. I'm here with Judge Judy. The X is silent. Uh, why don't you guys do a round, introduce yourselves uh, one by one, and tell me what you do in the band. What's up? I'm Don Paul Capel. I'm a main bassist, vocalist, brains, social media influencer, whatever the fuck else. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'm Sam. Um, I do um, noise and samples and synths for Judge Judy. Uh, I'm a recent addition to the band. Um, they uh, kidnapped me last week and held me hostage in their uh, practice space. And now I'm here. So, yeah, that, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, He's not yeah. Wrong. he took a dump on my floor. That was pretty good. <laughs> I put a bag over his head. You know, he's just making crazy noise. I'm like, all right, this sounds cool. It's good. He took a dump in the in the tip basement, and we kidnapped him since. <laughs> yep. All right, now Kyle, introduce yourself. <laughs> all right. Well, as you just said, I'm Kyle. Uh, I play guitar. I do backing vocals on most songs. I just do our covers mostly for leads because Paul hates the covers half the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's it's a good time yeah yeah uh i think i wrote one song on the ep for the most part and paul wrote everything else <laughs> all right and then last but not least camden i slap the skins i don't i'm the one that gets all the calluses i play the drummy drums i'm also the drum machine that one show <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love you just sitting on the side of that show as the drums are playing, just taking little <laughs> videos. Because I fractured He's my fingers in the summer, so I couldn't really drum in time for that show. But I could. It's still, it's still fucked. But like, I could at least drum. So at least there's that. That's a curse set. <laughs> yeah, that ah, was nonsense. <laughs> so yeah, that's my role. You guys uh, just released a single and then an album back to back, and uh, the single kind of blew up a little bit. I was looking at your Spotify, and it says you got four thousand monthly listeners now. How's uh, how's releasing all this new music and getting a, a pretty big reaction to it, Ben? So it's been dope. I'm just gonna go because I have all the uh, stats right in front of me. So let's see. It's kind of funny because we dropped the whole album. And I think the actual album songs have like less than a hundred streams each, but for some reason that one single has eight and a half K. <laughs> Doesn't it like refresh like once a day or something? No, so when you first drop it, it like live updates for a bit for like a few days. So like I can check and like the be- the biggest one after it is the intro and applesauce. Which makes sense. Ballad is actually the least listened to one. Oh man. <laughs> Which sucks, dude. That that song is so goofy. That, but, um, that song is good. It's been uh, sick. Big funny thing about Eric. that. Uh, um, oh wait, hold on. I I could I could say that afterwards, but uh, uh, big ups to Eric for making that TikTok in the first place. That wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> None of this was supposed to happen. It has like five hundred thousand like views. Yeah, and, and like it's it's that. insane. <laughs> so yeah. you're uh, so the song went kind of viral via TikTok. Basically, yeah. That's sick. Yeah, I got my TikTok before then, but as you can see from our TikTok page, Paul does not hate it anymore. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was not on TikTok whatsoever, like, last week. And then right after this, Eric's, like, messaging me. He's like, dude, this video got, like, 1,500, like, views. And then it just kept growing more and more. And he's like, dude, you got to ride this wave. I'm just like... Uh, well, shit. All right, download TikTok. I guess I'm a TikTok influencer. I'm like, this is weird. I don't even know what I'm doing here. It's a team effort. So, uh, do you want to take me through maybe some of the process of uh, recording the album and what that was like, what your guys' songwriting process is? <laughs> Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> Uh, how do we start that? It was a lot of, oh, just getting trapped in a recorded studio for four hours, just slamming away. 
okay. To, to elaborate, writing is usually writing usually consists of Paul shows me a bass line. I tell him that's stupid and I'm not going to play it. And then I play it anyway. And now it's a song. <laughs> yeah. It's just me trying to figure out if it's in 4 4 or not because I can't really tell. <laughs> Do you think yeah, you know Camden's what a 4 4 is? Going. <laughs> He asks what tempo. I'm like, what? What's a tempo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what these tempos are. No, the tempo is how we're to play. There's no bass, like, and screaming. <laughs> well, hey, I'm the drummer. I gotta figure it out. <laughs> True. I think he's like... a composition guy too. <laughs> I think we started like writing the first songs like late 2020, early 2021. Like it's been a while. And like, cause like our schedule is like every other Sunday because of other people's schedules. Even sometimes that doesn't even happen. Like there have been a few times where we haven't met in like a month or, or so. But um, we finally went to the studio back in like May or June of this year. And obviously instrumentals were just done in a day, like in a live tracking. And then you guys did your vocals just another day. It wasn't like it didn't take up a lot of time to really record it. So that was almost like that was like six months ago. So have you guys been uh, sitting on the album for a while before you released it, or? Um, I think Eric, I, mean, I think Eric, it just took a while for Eric only because he's so very busy with Bongator stuff and just helping like and mixing like other bands. But like we weren't ever really like. A huge rush to like release this i mean the original plan was to like release this like january or february plus we have like an ep release show then too but because of the tiktok it's like ah fuck it let's just do it soon and actually so uh i uh w- when i said i was a recent addition to this band i mean like really recent i've been in this band for a week um and from my perspective it was, it was very interesting to see like everything blow up immediately after I joined. I, I basically, I had one rehearsal with the band and then two days later, it's like, oh fuck, there's four and a half thousand monthly listeners. What do we do? And I'm just sitting there in the group chat going, oh shit. <laughs> What'd you get yourself into? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so um, I I uh, actually, I have one thing of, of my own, horrific design on the album it's in ballad uh if if you've listened to the album it's like the fucked up evangelion remix yeah um with the the pissed tornado feature that is um because i'm pretty sure what was the sample didn't clear or something or it was like copyrighted yeah. so we almost got copyright struck before the album yeah. came out <laughs> so so like everyone was going like oh shit there's like you know copyright we can't use the sample so what do we do and then paul asked me to remix the sample so i did and i just made it as cursed as i could possibly think of and now it's on the album and i'm i'm very glad to be a part of it very proud so the way i met you guys was i filmed that show at a a distant castle on november 5th and i remember like one of the highlights or at least one of like the most fun moments i had at that show was when you guys came out and we were like, we're going to do a brain detail cover. Because that song's a tribute to um, To You Suffer by Napalm Death. And Brain Detail had just done a a cover, had done their cover of You Suffer with that. And then, But you guys like took it, made it your own with by doing the Evangelion theme cover in the middle. I thought that was like funny as hell. I liked that shit a lot. I, I was happy to see that little like, well, it was kind of just a short tidbit in the show that I really enjoyed making to the album. We appreciate that. <laughs> Do you guys plan on doing more, like, sample-based work within your albums in the future? Absolutely. No, yeah. We just brought in a guy who runs samples for us. So yeah. yeah, exactly. It's only going to get worse. Oh, like, it's, it's going to get worse. I, I'll, I'll tell you right now. It, it's, it, it, will, it will get much, much worse. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, you know, I'm I'm really excited to be a part of this now because I can I can help find samples and manipulate them into horrible ways and and just come up with the most fucked up synth patches. I I have you know a couple of a couple of really gnarly uh, things. I run most of my samples like through my iPad. I 
if I'm doing processing for them, I will uh, mostly use FL Studio. That's where I do like all of my music production. But like at shows and stuff, I would use GarageBand to like run this to to play the samples and also have some like live noise and uh, synth and really like fucked up drum patches to play as live instruments. So yeah, expect more noise and chaos and samples in the future. I'm uh, I'm super hyped to see it. I think that's one of the things that make you guys uh, unique as a band is that sense of humor you bring in with all the samples and all the kind of weird moments within what is otherwise very like fun and chaotic hardcore rock music. It's, it's awesome. Thanks. But uh, do you guys have like, do you have a process that you use for finding samples or is it just kind of whatever falls into your lap or is that all secret? And you don't want to tell anybody it. That's mostly the Paul thing. <laughs> yeah. I just puke it on everyone. I'm like, Hey, look at this. We're going to use this. <laughs> It's pretty much just we send each other shitty memes in the group chat or Paul just has something and then we just throw it in a song or we use it to like promote something. Like I remember I sent him the uh, Eggman clip from the Sonic fan dub and we used that to advertise a show one time. Oh my God. <laughs> That's tight. <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah. If, Our group I, chat seriously just a meme shit post group chat. It's hell. And I'm just <laughs> posting it freaking publicly like that. <laughs> All right. But, uh, yeah, forever ago, I, I mean, Judge Judy was going to be like a one-man project, seriously. And then I took on a vocalist who isn't with us anymore, our other homie Cam- Camden. Or Cammy. <laughs> yeah. Lives in the town, too. And then, like, he commented on Cam's post. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I think I saw you drum at like a show that we played together. So I'm like, hey, uh, join my band and just like do grindcore drumming, even though I know you're a shoegaze guitarist. And I'm like, fuck it. Then right after, I'm like, all right, we need a guitarist. And then there's Kyle. And I'm like, damn, Kyle's like beyond perfect for this. <laughs> you, know, you made a post and you said, need a guitarist for a band. I remembered you from the one day I went to uh, Inconvenience Store tryouts. And I was like, Paul's goofy. I liked that guy. I'm like, let's go try it. And sure enough, it took me so long to learn the riffs. I hadn't played guitar like consistently in like a year and a half. <laughs> but we're here. <laughs> so there's the uh, there's the band's origin story. I kind of want to hear your guys' origin story for, the, uh, for getting into the genre of grindcore and hardcore do you have any bands that uh really sparked your interest when you were first getting into it so uh i feel like it's napalm death for all of us but i know after that is a little differently uh, i i skipped a step i went straight to spaz somebody showed me spaz and i was like 14 and i was like what is this <laughs> oh my god and it just yeah. went from there really like I think that's what me and Paul did the, at first. Like, the reason we have dual vocals is because we're like, oh, it's like spaz. Yo, nah, this band, like, I'll kind of admit, this band's kind of a spaz worship band. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to that much. No, I take a lot of, <laughs> I take a lot of inspiration from them. Just from, like, humor, power violence, that kind of stuff. But, like, we like to mix things up. Like, I know Camden loves, like, his big drumming influence was, like, Weekend Nachos, and that's the same with my vocals, too, is very much like that. You do kind of sound, I don't, I forget his name, and his Instagram got hacked, so I can't look it up, <laughs> but you, you do kind of sound like the Weekend Nachos guy. Um, yeah. I want to say both how was an influence, but, like, that, that guy is too fucked and too good for me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, Paul, like, the first time I heard Paul do vocals, because we had talked about Spaz, I heard him do it, I'm like, this is literally just, like, their vocalist. Well, one of them. I think it's the bassist. It sounds like that. Yeah. So it's perfect. Well, I mean, we fuck with, like, you know, Insect Warfare and, like, Pig Destroyer. Oh, yeah. And all, like, the crazy techie type of shit, too. So we kind of like to blend in weird odd time signatures and whatever. We like keeping it interesting. Paul, did we not establish at the beginning that we didn't know what a 4-4 was? You just said we use weird time signatures because it's never on purpose. <laughs> no, basically. <laughs> so do you, That's always the argument. 
Is it 4-4? No, it's not 4-4. No, no way. <laughs> There's a song at 7 in the album. Is there? Riff. I didn't even know. It's the is put there? Pop. Oh, is it the fast part of Puddin' Pop? No, it's the gang part. It's, it's in 7. Oh my god, I'm in this band. I would know, I'm the drummer. <laughs> poor idiots. Paul, did I watch you almost choke on your own joint hit earlier? Because <laughs> I saw you sitting there going... <laughs> yeah, I got my little pipe. Okay. Oh, dude, I love that pipe so much. <laughs> so cool. Is that a little, like, cartridge pipe? Or... Yeah. That's tight. I need, to get another, I need to get another cart, because I have my battery, but and it's too cold to, like, go outside and smoke weed now. So I need the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I still do it anyway. It feels nostalgic. Yeah. It is. I, like, I remember oh, being oh. in high school, like, going outside with an apple and just, like, packing it full in fucking the oh, middle of man, January. The was... Oh, oh, oh. That's a bad pipe. That I is... made those in, like, the cafeteria. Yeah. Got shit like, for it. <laughs> and put a hole in or something. That's yeah. that's the thing is when I was when you're like 17 like they they won't sell you rolling papers at the at the convenience store and even if you can get them take what you can get yeah you got to take what you can get so I remember me and my yeah. friends would be like out fucking skateboarding trying to make a pipe out of whatever we could like trying to I make remember... a gravity bong out of like a Gatorade bottle like yeah so speaking of grabs um I remember walking oh. to Boston I was I went to school in Boston for a year and um. We were walking through, like, the park near our dorm. And straight up, it was just, like, five dudes gathered around a Pringles can. And I was like, what that is, is this? That is... <laughs> so I walked up. That is so cursed. I could smell it, but I just walked up, and I looked at the can, and I just go, sour cream and onion, huh? Good stuff, good stuff. And just walked away. <laughs> I watched them stare me down for, like, 30 feet. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the worst one that we ever did was we made a... We, we took a like a toilet paper roll, cut a square oh. in it, and then like <laughs> made like a little bowl. I forget what we made the bowl out of, and then covered the other end up with um, like a plastic bag and then rubber banded it up so the smoke couldn't escape. And there was just that big ass <laughs> hole at the end. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. There was one time there was this kid, and like he had a joint. Like, we could have just smoked the joint, but he had this, like, big PVC fucking pipe that he just needed to put a joint in on the rush hole and, like, use it as a big <laughs> steamroller thing through, like, a PVC pipe. It was the dumbest thing ever. I was trying to do it. I'm just getting mad. I just take the doobie out and put it on it, put it back, try it. I'm like, this is dumb. I... Then, like, he's doing it. He ends up puking in my boy's, like, car. I'm like, this guy's weird. <laughs> he was like eight. Not the PVC pipe. Bro. <laughs> he was like still in high school and I wasn't. And I was like, this is weird. Like, <laughs> Is that how it feels having me as like the child of the band? Because I always forget that you guys are like a few years older than me. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> how old are I think you you're guys? like two. But Paul's like four, right? Yeah, I'm about to be 26 in yeah. February. Uh, okay, so you got three years on me. I'll be 20, 23 in March. Oh, Five dude, March. no, I'm I'm younger than everybody here. I'm the youngest one in this band. I'm 21. Let's go. Oh, Sam. There go. we go. Dude, yeah, I mean, I, I turned 22 <laughs> in February. So, Everyone's oh, there just we go. <laughs> so you're the baby of the group. The uh, God damn it! <laughs> and you're, you're using the newest technology too. Everybody else is on guitars and drums, and you're over here playing the laptop. I'm like, all right, bro. Here's my iPad. <laughs> I really hope. Did you guys see me throw the chair? Did that just not get seen? I saw it. It, it was. It was in there. It was in the. Frame. I was like, was that worth it or not? Because it's fine, but like, I think it was worth it. It was, it was definitely worth it. It was worth it. All right, so I'm not the baby of the band anymore. There we go. Kyle's grown up. Big man. Big man on campus, baby. <laughs> What's your drink, buddy? It's a, it's a Sprite. As you can see by my, my label here, I'm getting us copyright struck right now. I got a Sprite. Let's go. You're going to get me sent to jail. 
I, I, Sprite is not sponsoring this podcast right now. You are you are giving free promotion away. I'm gonna have to send free you that promotional out. ads. <laughs> Yo, check this out. What do you? Oh, oh damn! You oh, more shit. free product placement. <laughs> what was Camden grabbing? What did Camden just grab? It's an empty Panera cup. But I had a frozen chocolate latte, and I drank okay, all of okay. it. Okay. I'm parked at a gas station. Get a soda right now and come back if I really wanted to. Dude, dude the only thing that's stranding levels of product placement. Dude, the only thing I have to drink in my general vicinity is is just straight up a bottle of, of vodka. I I don't think I'm getting that. <laughs> hey, I, I got a okay. There's a there's shout a, out crippling alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, shout out. <laughs> there's a pink smeared off ice on the shelf to my left. It's been there for like a month. Oh, and there's man. some hand sanitizer to my right. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's a good drink. I yeah, think, I think, I think was... they're in the same category, honestly. Yeah, of flavor of like enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they got they got a. <laughs> uh, if you get if you're ever in Costa Rica, my my girlfriend brought me back when she went there a guarana flavored Smirnoff ice that tasted exactly like Red Bull. You couldn't taste the alcohol. Ooh. Oh no, that's probably oh. dangerous. Oh. That's, oh, that's scary. Oh. I only Dude, gotta put that like see that being like hangover fuel. That's... You gotta put that in like one of those soda strings. Oh, no, so it's literally just oh, oh. ten minutes. Got one of those. Oh wait, we only have ten minutes. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, it wants me to upgrade to pro. Shit. Okay, I'll ask oh, you a couple man. more questions and then. I was gonna say if you wanted to keep going, we could just end the call and then restart it, and you can just pick up. Yeah, the yeah, yeah let's just do that. <laughs> yeah. Do do the woop do, do 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 do. I just want to say that uh, Kevin, the second this ended, just said Paul Bart ball fart in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, there was no gap. It's, it's got a nice ring to it. I'm using that for an ad. Honestly, you better get me on that. I swear. You know, just think of dumb things that rhyme. Awesome sauce, mm. bomb boss, ball fart, ball fart. Dude, where's, dude, where's Paul Zula, the Mike Rula? Gotta smoke a joint first. That's not I, allowed. Just do it on camera. Come on, bud. I've seen him do it in his house. This isn't gonna stop him. I barely used it. There he is. I got Yo. Gates, rolling papers. Oh, I let's barely... go. Oh, there's Paul. Yup. Someone decided to show up. All right. <laughs> Get right back into it. Bam. Uh. One of the first things you guys yelled out at the uh, at the live show, you gave a you gave a big whoop whoop towards the beginning. Uh, are y'all jugglers? <laughs> y'all fuck with down with the clown? Hey, yeah, but it's in the closet. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like, it's like almost a complicated question because we use juggalo references so much, but I don't think I've ever heard any of us listening to ICP. <laughs> I, I fucked with their first DP, actually. I don't think I've ever once, like, voluntarily listened to ICP. Well, you're making a mistake. <laughs> you're not down with the clown, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I, I mean, I think I'm I'm down with the clown in theory. Are you guys <laughs> theory? <Michael> <laughs> Their movies are actually way better than the music. No, the movies are great. The movies. Bro, wait, yeah. they have movies? I, mean, I didn't know about movies. that. Yeah, you gotta watch them. Uh, no, they have movies? I've like, you gotta watch Big oh, Money Hustlers. This oh, should have been part of like, this great Time to uh, a chair, and we just put on all the ICP movies or something. This is true. I, I think I think this is a great use of an afternoon. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta like feed him so many edibles he doesn't know where he is, and then put on the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put on every single ICP movie. Dude, Paul, he's gonna give him like three of those ones you gave me for my birthday. <laughs> that I dude, I took one of those. I laid in my bed for like three hours. I was just vibing. I was like, this didn't even do nothing. I stood up and I fell back into my bed and didn't move for like three. You just can't hours. walk yet, dude. No, the edibles really just edibles really just fuck me up. I don't know. Ed- edibles just absolutely oh. cade. Oh, yeah. They kind of made me flip my car that. over. We're just more on the uh, film side. Of yeah, you're, 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 you're filmic juggalos <laughs> instead of musical juggalos. Yeah. I watch the ICP movies for the plot. 
Dude, me too. Facts. I listened to Judge Judy for the plot. Dude. <laughs> Would you guys ever put out a uh, put out an album with an ongoing storyline throughout? Uh, um, uh, there is an ongoing storyline in this album. It's we're putting people in jail even though they're innocent. Just to make a quick set, we establish this in Joy and Life. Oh shit! I gotta give it a re-listen and like really focus to the to the lyrics. No, I need to I need to put the lyrics under the songs because you cannot understand half the lyrics. It's Holy incredible. Stuff. You need to make a genius page. Oh yeah, genius page for Judge Judy. Let's go. That'd be tight if I could look up. If... They should get you on the show. They should get like Judge Judy out there too. Call from Judge Judy, and you're watching Genius. Yeah, exactly. For real. You got to go into the the real, you know, like deep meanings of all of these these really important lyrics here. All right, guys. So we do one of the geniuses, right? And we do balling, and we yeah. just go on like a thirty minute rant about how deep these lyrics are because we're balling. <laughs> we are balling, but at what cost? But at what cost? What is what the cost, cost of balling? It's existential, you know. I know. <laughs> we're like smarter than like tool. <laughs> what do they got? Numbers? They got seven yeah, minutes. Fibonacci they got, sequence. They got the, the Fibonacci time signatures and psychedelics, I guess. <laughs> we have one of those things. It's not the time signatures. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> so you guys uh, as we previously established, you guys use the uh the Evangelion theme in your Napalm Death You Suffer tribute song. What was that one called again? I, I'm sorry. Ballin, Ballin, but at what cost? At, featuring Piss Tornado. Gotcha, okay. Yep. So Ballin' Up at What Cost has the Ava theme as the whole middle section. Are you guys Are you guys big anime heads? Do you watch a lot of anime? Or is that... Oh, that's, that's, that's a loaded question. Evangelion. I've watched a few. I'm not, like, huge, huge into them. Do you have a favorite? Uh, see, I'm a bad person, so I definitely, definitely have not read all eight parts of JoJo in their entire. Definitely have not. Hey, it's okay. I'm catching up too. I'm watching season five or six right now, but that's so. Well, long. maybe once you finish, you should read ahead because part seven is the best part. I can't read. That's true. Camden is illiterate. This has been a recurring problem with man. <laughs> yeah, who needs oh, that? Who needs reading? I don't know. <laughs> We send texts and he responds in like hieroglyphics sometimes. It's kind of crazy. I don't even know how he gets those on his keyboard. Was, is, oh, is ancient Egyptian you your first language? I didn't go to school. It's just emojis. <laughs> Bro, wait till I start responding to the group chat in Braille. That'll show you. <laughs> when I see a bunch of dots on the screen, I'm leaving the group chat, all right? I can't <laughs> I have like flashbacks. You're either leaving or you're kicking me I have out. flashbacks from playing like Ruby and Sapphire where you got to get the Reggies. But to get the Reggies, you had to actually read Braille. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I used to watch a lot of anime. I, I don't so much anymore. Um, I, I will say, I think Evangelion is actually my favorite anime. It's it's just good. Uh, I also, it's it's very edgy. Uh, but I also really like Death Note. Um, but yeah, those, those are. I like Death Note. I like Code Geass. Probably those are like probably my top three. But I don't really watch much anime anymore. I honestly just like this song. That little jingle. <laughs> Fair enough. It's so too funny. The song goes so hard though. Like, no, it goes so hard. It's it goes objectively wicked, good. Wicked it's hard. it's, it's a, Amazing. Like, like, have very good like theme songs for no reason. They really yeah, do. They do. And uh, a cruel angel's thesis like, is just the best one. Maximum you know? the hormone on the Death Note show. Oh my god, crazy, dude! Maximum, maximum the hormone is so hormone. good, dude. They're they're just a good band. Like if you listen to their other stuff, it's just insane. It's just so <laughs> no, good. They're sick as fuck. Oh, yeah. I. I love Japanese metal. One of my favorite bands ever is Duran Gray. I don't know if any of you guys listen to them, but they're ridiculous. I've they're, heard of them. They're, they're so good. You ever listen to Crystal Wake? Yeah, I, I have. A Japanese band I did see this year, the first day of the year, Cruelty played. Yeah. Um, I've never up. heard of them. Um, um, January 1st. That was kind of like, the height oh, of, like, actually, I happened. do remember that show. Oh, yeah, that show was... Up, but I was like, 
I, I'm not going to miss this. This is this band's like first like US show. And they're like this mix of like hardcore and death metal. metal. It's basically Japanese Zabalba. It's fucked. They're, yeah, I, I heard about game. that. I, I, dude, I, I remember uh, texting you about that show because I really wanted to go, but I couldn't go. It, it sucked. I'm sure they're going to come back next year, but I don't know I if they really so. in the mass since, you know, I mean, it, it's hard. Yeah. Blood yeah. type opened up. That was a fun time. Being into yeah. uh, Japanese bands is a, tends to be a big issue. I'm into a lot of like Japanese punk and uh, alt rock and stuff. And just those bands never come over here. They're never going to. Yeah. A lot of them are from like uh, every, every two. I've seen Tricot. Trico? Tricot? How do you pronounce it? I don't know how you pronounce Trico? it. I think they're, it's Trico. They're, they're really sick. They got, nice, they got some sick math rock over there. That's I've sick. Seen, really, really uh, sick. I have seen sure. Melt Banana. Melt Banana is sick. Melt Banana is so Melt good. Banana rules. They are actually, oh, they're coming with Igor. Yeah, yeah. Definitely I, I go to that show. I can't miss that. Uh, Spirituality and Distortion was one of my favorite albums last year. It was just Me so too. Good. It, it was just so good. The way, like... The way that I forget what his name is, but the main guy in like Igor is like the way he produces is just so cool. He there's a couple of videos about how he produces stuff, and he like does all of this like DIY instrument shit, and it's just so cool. And like they 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 were basically like they were doing the shit that Clowncore does before Clowncore existed. They were just like. Basically, they're, they're one of my favorite experimental bands. Same, yeah, that album's fucking dope. Clanko's I love the older too. stuff too. Yeah, they they had a split. I forget who they. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Ruby, my dear. Actually, that they had a split with. I could be completely wrong, but uh, there's an uh, electronic artist called Ruby, my dear. I think he's French, and it is very cool. It's like drum and bass, but um really experimental like really cool sound design uh the way he like puts everything into a certain space is just so cool that sounds sick yeah have you ever have you ever listened to um the <sighs> first ep by uh hakashi hasagawa i have not he does I'm some pretty cool stuff with like drum and bass and stuff in a unique way. I haven't heard from a lot of experimental drum and bass artists. Oh, cool. I got to check that out. That's, I mean, send the link when this is done. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He has some really cool, he, he like meshes it with jazz and does a really cool. Oh, that's cool. His first that's, EP that's is one of my really favorite sick. projects ever. Uh, do you guys have any other like big music recommendations? I want to hear some of your 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 big inspirations when it some comes to making music. Big inspiration. Uh, you guys start because I'm I'm gonna have to look for like the my whole song. Uh, I don't know where to start on this one. <laughs> oh, never mind. I got it. I got it. I get. I go. I got this too. I can. I can throw some out there. You know what, Sam? Um, take it away. Take it away. So so. For me, there there is stuff from all genres for me. Um, like my favorite band ever is actually the Mars Volta. I love the Mars Volta uh, to an unhealthy degree. Um, I fucking and uh, I love the Mars Volta, dude. Yeah, yeah, it is it is unhealthy, dude. I when they 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 announced that reunion or whatever tour back in July. And when I tell you I bought those pre-sales within, like, seconds of them going live, man, uh, I, I saw them uh, a couple months ago at the MGM Music Hall, and I got barricaded, and it was one of the sickest freaking shows I've ever been to in my life. It was so good. Um, but, yeah, Volta is a big one. As far as electronic music goes, because I, I do, like, produce some, some stuff, and I... You know, I I do a lot of synth related things. Uh, the artist Cell Dweller is a big one. Um, he's he's really really sick. Also, like Subtronics for just more straight up EDM. Like Subtronics, LS Dream, like Liquid Stranger, all those really good EDM producers. Um, but 
for for metal uh definitely duran gray uh definitely full of hell uh the full of hell mersbau split is like just just one of the heaviest anything ever i'm gonna listen to I that i think that's my favorite album of theirs honestly it's ridiculously it's heavy sick. uh also um you know i i i love rivers of nile like i love that kind of like proggy like death metal shit i saw um, them a couple months back they were pretty cool can we yeah, talk about the saxophone solo and where owls know my name just yes that alone. we can <laughs> oh yeah. it's so good that, that is that's fucking cool. Weird. Seeing them was weird because they didn't have their vocalists. And I remember like the bass is like, "Hey, you might notice we're down a band member. Our vocalist is dealing with you." I'm like, "Oh, shit!" Because I remember seeing them like five years ago when they were more of like just a straight up tech death band at the bottom. Oh yeah, Monarchy. Yeah. They you probably saw them when they were touring like Monarchy, but because Monarchy rules, love that album. They were uh, uh, playing the work. They were playing a whole new album full, and the headliner was. Contortionist yeah. playing Exoplanet and Language. That's ridiculous. That is absurd. I, I like funny. the Contortionist, but I feel like I never got into them as hard as other people did. I've always been more of like a periphery guy, but like I, I'm, I like Periphery One. Like I'm talking like when I listen to Periphery, I usually listen to like the old stuff. It's just heavy. I don't know. There's something a little bit more like raw and less like totally process about it i think it's um, just a thing with a lot of like first albums in general that yeah. bring people to them more and i totally get that too but uh other infl- I've, I've been going for a while so i'll shut the fuck up soon but other influences of mine uh like karak on gren uh flesh god apocalypse um probably oh man i'm what have, you, what have I even been listening to lately? All, all sorts of shit. Um, Black Dahlia Murder. Um, the wife of a UML music student. Yeah. <laughs> I would know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. You guys go to UML? <laughs> well, so I do. I, and I'm actually... I'm in, I'm in the same major that Camden graduated from. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm about yeah. to start my senior year for digital media at UML. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I had no idea you guys, like you guys had any connection to the school. That's tight. Class of twenty-one, baby. God, dude, I'm a, I'm a composition to, uh, major. I went to Middlesex in Lowell, like the junior school. Kyle's kind of the one here. Mini UML. <laughs> yeah, I'm a. The odd man out. I'm a South Shore guy. That's why we have to practice in Boston yeah. because I am down in Brooklyn. I'm I'm from the South Shore. I grew up on the South Shore, but I live here now. So yeah. All right. Uh, all right. I guess I'll I'll run through some influences. So <clears throat> I skipped a lot of steps. Where like you're supposed to hear like rock first, but my cousin just showed me Plagues by the Devil Wears Prada right when it came out when I was oh, like man. seven. And to this day, that's one of my favorite albums. But, um, like, I heard that. And it basically just became a journey of me trying to see what the heaviest thing there was. was Because I would just sit there and I'd hear, like, I'd hear, like, goats on a boat. And I'm like, there's nothing heavier than this. And then I'd hear, like, <laughs> I'd hear, like, Car Bomb by the Acacia Strain. And I'd be like, there's nothing heavier than this. I remember and finding like, Car Bomb the, by the Acacia Strain and, like, being like, what the fuck? Oh! Car, Car Bomb the band goes hard too. Oh, Car Bomb the band goes hard. Oh, oh, they're so good. I remember finding the them and thinking they like, were fucking crazy, dude. Car Bomb them, is so sick. Them and Frontier are like my favorite oh, Bachelor bands. Frontier, you, you might as well just drink 12 dozen Bang Energy drinks. <laughs> dude, I, I literally, like, uh, a couple of years ago, I, I downloaded Orange Mathematics from Bandcamp because it was free, and I was like, this is ridiculous this is like the heaviest shit ever it's like the most softly punishing shit you'll ever hear it's absurd so um i did that and i got into like early deathcore was a big thing which i now like to call this is awful the predator era because if you listen to some of the lyrics in those songs bro it's it's bad like um it's it's all by despised icon oh yeah that's a bad one um but like stuff like that, and then um, as the years went on, I actually don't listen to as much heavy music now. Like, I'll leave Judge Judy practice, and I'll just listen to like the 1975 the whole way home. 
I'm just like vibing because I don't know. I feel like I make so much heavy music now that I'm like, I can't just sit there and listen to it all day to go with it. I, I would get too burnt out. You hear that? I, I definitely think there's like this weird. I I don't know. I I always feel kind of weird because like I I don't exclusively listen to like extreme shit. And when I don't, I'm like, oh man, like I feel like a poser right now. But it really doesn't matter. Like, you guys know what song changed my life for no reason that I should never have heard in the first place? What was it? <laughs> Imagine being like ten and you just hear "Chase Through the Woods" by a rapist. <laughs> oh, oh my God! This <laughs> guy <laughs> was just like, "What is this?" I'm like, "This isn't even music." So I came back to it like four years later, and I was like, "No, this is cool." <laughs> this is really cool. Watch like the wide video where the vocalist just like, "Come on, you emo kids, you fucking ready?" Yeah, <laughs> like, I grew up on all that emo stuff, dude. Like, attack, <laughs> attack, asking Alexandria, oh, motionless and white, all that stuff. That Every... was my favorite growing up. I... And to this day, I saw Attack, Attack this year, the day before my birthday, and then no I saw way. Bill Murray the next day, so I go see Johnny. No way. Oh, Bill oh, I was there for that. Yeah, Paul did go with dude. me to. Uh, Bill Murray. I had a uh, I had a similar situation of like kind of skipping some steps in uh, getting into heavy genres because I remember I was in I was when I was a little kid like I was in a new metal like everybody else at the time. Yeah. And then uh, my dad's friend gave us a bunch of CDs and one of those was Who Dares Win by Bolt Thrower. Yep. And just immediately was like trying to find the heaviest shit possible after that, so I could relate to that story pretty heavy. Dude, that was what was my introduction fully to this scene? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I always have to, like think about it. I forget exactly what year. Pop culture had just come out for Knox Loose. Mm. And I saw them in oh, some yeah. dude's basement. <laughs> that it was absurd. a bloodbath. Knox <laughs> like, basement must so. have been fucking insane, dude. Dude, it was crazy. And I was just like, whoa. It's like how like someone showed me a video of Vane playing at like the litter box and wall. I'm like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? <laughs> It what? shows that you don't know what big it? of a deal it's gonna be until they blow up later. So like, 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 like the tip in like glitter box and tank. Who, but but can't what band was it? It was Bane in 2015. No. Really? No, I've, seen, I've seen the video. That, oh my that room is tiny as hell. Dude, yeah, no, I remember the glitter box. That shit was Wait. Yeah. I think I know the glitter box too. <laughs> yeah, it was called the glitter box, like when I like started going to school there but then it just it's like changed. a tiny tiny art venue thing right no uh, you're probably thinking of uncharted which doesn't exist anymore no no i know uncharted yeah this place was like it was kind of an artsy base basement it was uh i went to one show there um and yeah it was it was not metal it was like r&b hip it was cool it was it was a fun show but um, I was extremely drunk the entire time, so I don't remember much about it. All right, so, uh, Sam, me and you have probably done enough talking for a bit. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Boys in. <laughs> I'll go. Um, I took the usual route and just being like, yo, rock music, that's pretty cool. You know, like, oh, shit, here's this cool Beatles CD. Van Halen changed it all. I had a fun fact. I had a huge phase in middle school and early high school where i was just obsessed with nothing but like 80s hair metal 80s thrash 80s punk and then anything that was on a guitar hero or a rock band game but it was because of the guitar hero rock band games that was all like that's where the heavy music came and that's why i heard like white chapel and shit like like for the first time and black dally it was just people doing like drum covers too like wait this song fucks what, what is that i'm gonna <laughs> off for half a second here fun fact I was in the number one rock band four crew in the world as their spotlight guitarist for like six months. <laughs> that was like my favorite thing. That was so fun. I don't play it anymore. I think I have Clone Hero on here. I'd never touch it. <laughs> I had 10 Guitar Hero games, and I think my music taste was based off that. Like, Guitar Hero 3, I was like, yeah, I fucking love Weezer. Yeah, I fucking love oh. Poison. Dragon <laughs> Force, uh, Killswitch Engage, that's when I first heard it. So I think those kinds of games, I think, opened another portal. Who the fuck is texting me? Nick, shut up. Uh, <laughs> it's my other bandmate in a different band. <laughs> um, yeah, no, those, game, those games really changed it. I mean, I'm primarily a guitarist. Um, 
this is my first band playing drums and so obviously i think my influences are just very like guitar heavy bands like uh van halen is just kind of the first one that guitar through was the first time i heard metallica because they had one on it first time i heard slayer because they had raining blood on it iron maiden and those were like kind of like the big like big ones growing up and then metalcore and all that shit didn't come until like middle school maybe high school but um I don't know. And then as far as music scene goes, it was like you get them. I got invited to like pop punk and indie shows first. And then the way into hardcore, you know, solidified myself in hardcore was like, I was in ghost fame for a little bit. And then the next thing I knew, I was just going to these kinds of shows. So I was like, okay, this is fucking dope. So um, as far as drum influences in the band, yeah, Paul said it earlier, we can't not shows that band rules. They haven't been a thing in like five years, but Maybe they'll come back. Uh, Full of Hell is one. Magruder Grind is another drum influence. Um, there's not a lot that I would say. Um, I don't have my own kid at my house, so it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle. I only like mostly play drums when I'm at like the studio or like practice space or something. I just have a practice pad to kind of work off of. But, um, hey, you know, there's a, there's a lot of cool new things out that I can't name off the top of my head because my brain feels like much. I, I came straight from a band practice and then it ended and then now I'm in this call. So I'm hey, like, I just came shit. from a 10 hour shift. <laughs> Don't yeah. talk to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I door all day before that, too. I lifted boxes in a warehouse for 10 hours. God damn. Working class I hero. heavy racks of weed. Yeah, oh, he Paul was a driver. My car is basically my office. <laughs> All right, uh, Paul, Paul, what influence you got there, buddy? I, I think I've said enough. <laughs> All right, here's my influence. <clears throat> uh, weed. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right, serious answer. So, like, I grew up to, like, just <clears throat> really, well, Mr. Bungle is, like, my all-time favorite band ever. I kind of, like, grew up listening to that. And then, like, it was middle school. I was obsessing over their demos. And, like, that's what got me into, like, heavy stuff. But, like, right off the bat, I was, like, the more obscure, the better. So I would just always look up all these like wicked rare demos of whatever. And that's where like Grindcore got into it too. And freaking um Yeah, so yeah, I would start listening to like Napalm Death, Bolt Thrower was a big one, all early earache type stuff, and yeah, I would just like explore basically straight into like death metal grindcore type stuff. Oh, I feel like um Oh, I love uh, Primus uh, too. Les Claypool is so much more precise than I oh, pick up bass and stuff too. All right. But uh, another uh, quick tangent. I know I did a bunch of talking earlier, but I feel like uh, everyone else is doing it in different like formula. So I'll I'll, I'll be quick, but uh basically like for me, uh, I discovered like metal as a genre when I was like five or six. And my dad had like a box of like Iron Maiden cassettes and shit that I would just like play. And then like as I got older, like my dad would play like Disturbed and Linkin Park and yeah, uh, all, yeah. Of, all the 80s shit. And like I just got more and more into it and was always like really kind of obsessed with it. And my primary instrument is actually drums. I'm a, I'm mostly a drummer. Um, Should just switch all our instruments. <laughs> I know, for real. And, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, in like middle and high school, I was in like a couple of bands, but like I was, I grew up in a small town, so like I did, there was no scene. And then um, my introduction to well, and at that time, I was kind of getting into like heavier shit. It started with like you know typical shit like suicide silence and cannibal corpse and all that and and then i did like berkeley five week at some point at the end of high school and 
I got schooled in in like slam because there was this dude there and he was like, what's your favorite slam band? And I'm like, uh, Signs of the Swarm. And he goes, that's not a fucking slam band. I'm like, okay. (laughs) My dumb ass was like 17. I had no idea about like any of that shit. So then that was kind of when I got into like slam and grind and all like the really insane shit because like all these fucking Berkeley dudes were like telling me about it. Uh, and then when I got to UML, I started going to shows at the tip because I just heard about it. And that was my introduction to the local scene. So, yeah. Woo. Woo. My only regret not at the tip was not booking enough slam bands. Dude, so. I know. <laughs> slam. Slam goes hard. All right. Uh, we're about to hit an hour here. So I guess... And I'm out of questions. So last but not uh, one second. Last question, I guess. What can we expect next from Judge Judy? You guys just put out your album. Uh, do you guys have any shows planned? Do you have anything big planned in the near future? Oh, here we go. We got yep. physical that we're trying to like save up for, and that'll be out hopefully before like EP release show and. February. It's, that's one show that's happening. Mm. It's also Paul's B Day show. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's actually funny is uh, I got the flyer for the next show, which is January twentieth in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I hey, just got the flyer for us, that. Bro? Come on. I didn't even send that yet. <laughs> this was legit during the call, so. Oh okay. Word, that so we um, yeah, no, after that TikTok thing, fucking, we got a lot of connects from various different states now. It's kind of unreal, but, like, we got a lot of people hitting us up about New Jersey, got, like, an Ohio connect, an Arizona connect, like, just all these random people just hitting us up about it, and it's like, damn, all right. Maybe we'll travel, um, we'll have to see. Yeah, we're going to be, probably do a little bit of traveling. We got a merchant stuff coming out too. Just kind of gathering all the nuts. I would just like to say that this next merch drop is the best and worst shirt you will ever own. It is Everyone ridiculous. Should get it. Uh, I think I think um, Kyle explained it best the other day um, in the group chat by saying it is the most vile shit ever created, and I love it. And that is that is exactly how I feel about it too. So. Big time. I designed it myself too. <laughs> yeah, Paul's our merch designer because um why I guess why bring in extra stuff we have to pay for if we have a graphic designer in the band? Basically. <laughs> Promote Paul's art while he's here. Alright. Uh I mean thank you guys so much for coming on. Um Hope you have a great night. Thank you to everybody who's listening right now, and we'll catch you later. Oh, yeah, thanks. Judge Judy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Peace out. Whoop, whoop. Uh.